Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Well, 2020 has been a real catastrophe. And um, what could be the next domino to fall? And why it's dominoes that fall, I don't know. Because one knocks the other over. That's right. Because dominoes are pushed down by a higher level being than the (laughs) dominoes intentionally in such a way that it makes it look like a pattern that's random, but it's not. (laughs) Well... Reason Magazine says that uh, they believe that it's the debt. It's important to underscore that all the death and economic wreckage that COVID-19 has caused didn't just come out of nowhere. Well, COVID-19 has not caused much death and it has caused no economic problems. The lockdowns did that. Well, I mean, you know, it's a lot of death, but not much compared to, say, diabetes. Or to the yearly flu season. Or to just the number of people who die in any given month. How many years are we talking piling up for the yearly flu, flu season there? Because uh, I think we've got about two now. Like we've got about two average uh, flu seasons worth of death so far. And it might be about that number. Been almost that long, so. Yeah, yeah. I think that it's uh, it it it's a notable uh, illness by the looks of the deaths. If you presume that every excess death is a COVID-19 death and not a death caused which, by... Which is not entirely... <laughs> and not entirely fair. I don't see a functional difference between Chaz security and between poli- the Chaz, police they yes, want to get Because rid of. I really doubt that Chaz is going around protecting property rights, especially seeing how seem to, seem to they're like diametrically <laughs> opposed to property rights. Right. So... I'm not saying that Chaz is security, but I'm saying that there is a thing of guys with guns walking around that is security. It's not very common it could because exist. it's illegal for the most part. Well, most um, more there's more private security in this country than there are cops. Now, as so far as- I don't know if everything that's classified is like I don't know that like ADT qualifies as private security. The I always call them the wrong thing. Um, the place in Detroit, defense man, defense management, mm-hmm. defense management is a security company. ADT is an alarm company. All right. Well, now, as far as people walking around uh, securing an area with their own guns, we did definitely see that in Manchester during the protests. There were a lot of people that uh, just showed up on the sidelines with guns. Uh, ready to make sure that there wasn't uh, a, that there wasn't rioting out of this protest. That, that would be security. Um, you're not going to have something like that for free on an ongoing basis because there is a cost of like, okay, you have to stay up all night. But that that would be security. There's been some kind of strange things happen with banking in the last, <clears throat> pardon me, in the last few months, um, including now banks don't have to have reserves in order to give loans they got rid of reserves right around the time they did the lockdowns because you know if you're too distracted by oh no i don't have an income anymore it's illegal to go to the dentist probably probably not going to pay that much attention to an obscure part of monetary policy that most people don't pay attention to anyway so yeah so they used to have to not hand out but have 10 percent in assets of the loans that they lent out right. the rest and really the original 10% because they weren't loaning you that. It was the value of the building and whatever else magically comes into existence and that's called fractional reserve banking. Now they got rid of reserve requirements. So no fractional reserve banking is bad. It's horrible and it's bad and it's evil, but it at least slowed <laughs> down the printing of money. 
Now there's no reserve requirements. They got rid of those. So now they can very literally print infinity money. A lot of people really like using cash. They just prefer that way of budgeting and doing things. It doesn't feel the same to spend money on a credit card as it does to feel uh, to, to you know there's plenty of research on that too you yep. will spend more money out of a credit card or i mean th- that's exactly why they give you chips in a casino is because you don't register them as money so you spend them without thinking that you're spending them yeah and, and the same thing happens with credit cards per- some personal financial advisors will recommend that you s- use all you s- everything you buy you use physical cash that for those a for those psychological reasons and b a lot of them will be like okay so get an envelope this is your eating out envelope right and twenty dollars goes in it and when it's gone it's gone right that doesn't really happen real well with debit cards and you what are you gonna get for twenty dollars a pizza I mean or whatever the, the amount is like for a week you know a hundred dollars fifty whatever whatever but, the number is yeah. well you might have to save up your uh, eating out budget it, it's true that is true um so. What do you think it means that they don't have coinage for stores? So, I mean, it can mean a few things, and maybe it means all of them. I don't know. So, they might be testing out, hey, how much of this can we get away with? The people who, um, in the financial world, who keep these balls going in the air, these jugglers of, um, you know, these these. The, the deepest and most duplicitous of liars that control our lives. Bernie Madoff, but legal. <laughs> they are very good at this juggling game. And I'm not claiming that the economy is going to go to hell in 2020. But it might. I it mean, does take central banks a long time to die, and they basically start dying from their inception. We're going on a little over 200 years. It's It's about time for this. The Federal Reserve note, um, the Federal Reserve came into being in 1913. Uh, That's debatable. I, I don't know how. Well, and the central bank. The central bank. So what, in well, 1913, current, it was the, the Federal bank. Reserve. So whether or not there was carryover from Certainly the U.S. has the, had a central bank for about 200 years. The banks had a lot of power back in 1912, too. Um, so Federal Reserve... Uh, comes in, but we didn't see an actual decoupling from gold and silver on an international level until uh, it was somewhere around sixty nine to seventy one. If you trust what they said they had in the basement, I want to talk about public school and the problem that uh, you know. First of all, there's uh, bullying going on, and the issue that you know, if we legalize drugs, then uh, you know you don't have to buy any, you don't have to let your children buy any, but what happens when they're in school and you can't really watch them and stuff like that? Well, well they're in school all, anyway, and maybe don't send your kids to school. Well, that doesn't really change from when they're illegal, though, does it? Anyway, what, what I'm getting at is that uh, recently there was a uh, hotel, uh, June 26th, a hotel in Williamston, North Carolina, made the news because a racist employee called the cops on guests who were at the pool, mother with her kids, and uh, you know, what are you doing? Are you trespassing? Are you cheating? This this pool is only for registered guests. And she had her room key and was, you know, uh, recording the whole thing, uh, the whole confrontation with the police and all of that. Finally, they left, and, well, the employee told the lady, you see, 
uh, we get people trespassing. Uh, we catch them, and it's always people like you. And that's the way he put it. In other words, black people. If they're only questioning the black uh, guests at the pool, they're only going to catch black trespassers anyway, which is, so, I mean, advertising intense stupidity if he, the uh, employee could not figure that out. But what I'm getting at is this is how schools would have to jump on a drug problem or a bullying problem in their school in a free country where anybody could freely buy a house on the market and open a school because you would have school choice and you could boycott the school just like people would boycott that hotel chain. And, you know, I mean, boycotting a hotel chain is bad news for that hotel chain because, if you know, they have to fill a certain number of rooms to break even. And if they get uh, fill one more room, they're making a profit. One less room, and they're taking a loss. And yeah. over time, they're going to be driven out of business. Now, it's pretty hard, though, to boycott public school when you have all these gun-toting goons you... in bulletproof vests intimidating people into paying school taxes. And if you don't pay for public school, they'll force you out of your home and go sell your home to somebody else. Yeah, so public school is a huge racket. Drug... And what? it's a huge racket. And this is why one of the reasons that I think this COVID thing's kind of good. Mm. I mean, certainly a silver lining out of all this. Is that <laughs> a lot of people are getting an opportunity to uh, to homeschool their children. Right. So. Le- the kids are learning online. You're robbed whether you have kids or not. What they do with that money after the fact is, is an entirely irrelevant issue. You're robbed of X dollars because you own a piece of property or because you're paying rent and the landlords own pay- paying the property tax on the property. Well, and that's that, like whether you have seven kids or zero kids, you're robbed the exact same number of dollars for that. So that has nothing to do with your decision of where to send your kids to school. You can do it yourself. You can pay somebody to do it or you can or you can run to the state for free babysitting. Well, and education is an extremely regulated field. It's not like I can actually just set up a school because I want to teach people and I know how to do that. There are so many things that I have to do that's in order to do that. Not true in every state, but you can always do it yourself. With my kids, yeah. In most, you can, in, I, I think in most states and, and states that I've looked at, you can do it yourself with your your friends' kids. Sometimes there's like a limit of like, oh, if it's more than fifteen kids, now it's a school instead of homeschooling. Homeschooling is not to, no, it, it might be in in you know your more fascist states. Maybe California and New York have have rules to the contrary. I don't know. But in states that I've looked at, you can homeschool your friends' kids. Hey, Daily Digestion listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So, I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. The debt problem has the potential to seemingly appear out of the blue and turn our world upside down in a matter of weeks. There's plenty we can and should do to avoid or minimize the potential shock to our system, but Congress and presidents from both major parties have accepted Dick Cheney's false maxim that deficits don't matter. Instead, they just keep spending more than we take in during good times and bad, and even though being so deeply in hock will make us less able to deal with a future crisis, 
the amount um, the amount of money the government owed to the public was seventy nine percent of gross domestic product at the end of twenty nineteen, up from thirty one percent in two thousand and one. So seventy nine percent in twenty nineteen, but it was thirty one percent in two thousand and one. GDP is also a completely meaningless number. Not completely meaningless, but. Um, it's heavily manipulated enough to I would that I would say it was completely meaningless, but it's at least heavily manipulated. Okay, so it's heavily manipulated. If they were going to manipulate it, wouldn't they make the make it higher so that the debt wouldn't be so uh, large compared to it? Yep. Depends on what they want to do. There's stuff in there that doesn't mean anything. Like it doesn't matter how much you're you're buying from other countries for those purposes. It doesn't matter. Well, GDP what doesn't have tax collected. That doesn't have anything to do with... Uh, yeah, it does. What? Gross domestic product. Okay. If the United States government spends itself into insolvency, and it is well on its way at this point at being over 100% of GDP, um, which is, you know, what I've always been told is the, the threshold for, hey, everybody, buddy, watch out, <laughs> you know? Well, that would well, be the, the... Assuming you believe GDP is what it says it is, that would be the definition of insolvency. Well, yes. and there's, uh, there's a question of as whether anyone will notice well we haven't noticed so i guess i mean if you look at the 2008 crash the biggest thing that happened was they actually looked at the books i mean this was always there this was there the whole time uh this was the ordinary way of doing business and then one day someone had their arm twisted to actually look at the books and actually make a real rating based on what was in there and everything just fell apart completely so, well, I mean, you can have sort of a, a, a wily coyote uh, 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 just sort of hovering over a cliff for a very long time while you're insolvent. But as long as people are still using that currency, as long as other countries especially are, are trading to get debt in U.S. dollars, then it's still going to have... Which has to do with military strength. So if Absolutely. if you can force people to take your currency for oil and if you could force people to use your currency as the inter- intermediary of of where's that force currency? though military recently the oil situation there was something that happened in the futures market where it went like the price they were giving oil away uh, or they something were paying you to take oil pa- paying you to take they oil. had nowhere to put it yeah the, the futures were negative that people were reporting that the price of oil was negative which was not true the futures certain futures contracts that expired on certain dates were negative which means that you could buy those contracts and take delivery of oil for free and get paid for it or yeah, something yes Yep. Because people speculate in futures markets under the assumption that they're not going to ever have to take delivery of the commodity. Yes. They don't have a hundred barrel drums sitting in their driveway. Right. So they never thought they'd have to actually take the oil. They bought the futures anyway, and then they had to get rid of them because they had nowhere to put all this oil. Right. I mean, at some point or another, the oil comes to, you know, your future, the future becomes now and you must take the oil. <laughs> and- uh, you know, how does this relate to uh, U.S. dollar and per- its potential collapse? Because the debt isn't going to actually make the dollar collapse. It just destroys the credit and borrowing power of the United States. 
Well, and, and that's exactly what the, the oil has to do with, is the credit of the U.S. dollar. If you go to Chuck E. Cheese, and, and oh, for some reason only Chuck E. Cheese had, had pizza, and everybody really needed pizza. Oh, I do. People are going to buy Chuck E. Cheese tokens, but if Chuck E. Cheese starts taking all currencies... No one is going to buy Chuck E. Cheese tokens because they're not worth anything for any other purpose. So, and that outside of the argument that U.S. currency is pegged to oil, Federal Reserve notes aren't worth anything absent on the international market anyway, absent their ability to purchase oil. Right, especially when the United States is at a hundred percent debt to GDP. Uh, I mean, you know, they're showing. I mean, this is a this is one of the definitions of insolvency, okay? and that's and that's actually understated because the U.S. has liabilities that they just neglect to record. That that much is true too. Going on, emergency spending and plunging tax revenues are making a bad situation worse. CBO Congressional Budget Office forecasts that the budget deficit this year will be seventeen point nine percent of GDP, meaning that the government is running much larger deficits racking up significantly more debt than it even did at the height of the financial crisis of 2007-2008. Ladies and gentlemen, there are problems going on in Washington, D.C. right now that are greater than the Great Recession. I'm watching the news the other day, and I hear that the homewrecker his son is going with now has contracted the COVID-19 virus. I'm sorry to hear that. Can you imagine that? I mean, the Secret Service is getting it. The staffers are getting it. You got all kinds of people around him getting it. And who comes down with it? The home record that's dating his son. The, the, the guy who likes to go to countries and kill animals, okay, for sport. He's a hunter? I mean. Yeah, no, he's a coward because he shoots, he shoots animals that aren't bothering him. So he's a coward. Well, oftentimes, if they're going, I don't know anything about the, I'll I'll defend hunters all day long. Um, And he doesn't eat them. Well, do do other people? Yes. They're delicious. Oftentimes, these (laughs) animals are given um, over to the locals um, to consume, and they do. So it doesn't really, I mean, if, if they want them the the hide or whatever, so they can put it up on the wall or those kind of things, you know. I mean, some animals are pests. I mean, I live on the, uh, I, I had apple trees for some time, and my wife liked to look at the deer, but I certainly didn't like them near my apple trees. I was never able to, you know, she never let me do anything about it, but uh, nonetheless, I get why people shoot deer. Economists such as Nobel Prize winner Paul Krugman and proponents of modern monetary theory, MMT, you got to watch out for those guys, the MMT guys, look at the absence of inflation and higher interest rates so far as a justification for ever more spending and borrowing. While it's true that the cost of paying interest on the debt is still dwarfed by other expenditures, that's because historically low interest rates have made the government's borrowing cheap. But there's no reason to believe that interest rates won't rise over time. According to conservative estimates from the CBO, that's the Congressional Budget Office, as the total budget grows as a percentage of the GDP, the cost of paying interest on the debt will increase faster until by 2050 it accounts for about 24 cents of every dollar spent. These estimates don't take into account emergency spending for COVID-19, which will make servicing the debt even more costly over time. 
Like a monthly credit card payment that eats into household budget, federal debt means less money to buy other things. And when governments run large, persist deficits, it also has a devastating impact on economic growth over time. The last time there was a budget surplus, this is the opposite of a a deficit, was during the Clinton administration. And maybe that seems recent to you, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) And maybe it does. But it's well over two decades ago. All Congress is going to do is raise the debt debt ceiling again, raise the debt ceiling again. There's just no stopping it. Why even have this thing? It doesn't even make any sense. Well, power. I mean, when you can just print any amount of money for anything you feel like. I mean that is an incredible. Oh, I meant the debt power. ceiling. Oh, why the, uh, the why debt the ceiling? debt ceiling? If if that is just a, a song and dance now. Well, it's a holdover from uh, how they sold this uh, once upon a time. They said, okay, but we'll have a ceiling so that we can only do so much, and uh, that satisfied people enough at the time. Yeah. So now we have it, and we just keep raising it. I can't remember how many times it's been raised, but you know, dozens. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And it's it's also a, a, a political football so that they can, you know, blame right. each other for doing the exact same thing. Remember when the government was shut down under Obama? Right. Boy, things were so awful. I mean, people were eating dogs in the streets. Oh, no, none of that happened. Everything was fine. Now, with the government shutting, actually shutting down the economy, yeah, now things are bad. But, you know, whatever. It's, uh, let's see, going on here, uh, the... When the governments run large, persistent uh, persistent deficits, it's also as a um, it also has a devastating impact on economic growth over time. Our current debt levels could reduce GDP by about one quarter over twenty three years. The reason why I'm calling in is I wanted to discuss something that seems to be ignored when people like to talk about the current state of affairs when we're dealing with uh, the protests, with Black Lives Matter, with uh, even white folks who are. Uh, really on the side of the Black Lives Matter group. And, and there's a there's a problem with the right wing and their uh, ability to remember history, I think. I don't know. But the problem I see is that they ignore certain facts. And the facts are that the crack epidemic in the 1980s, 1985 or so uh, on forward is what caused a huge disparity in the arrests of black people, Hispanics, mostly black people, though, um, you saw a huge amount of that uh, being pumped into the ghettos by the CIA. And then now, 30 years later, um, we have the children of those individuals who are now adults. And those people are living without parental guidance, right? They have a mother in the house, maybe usually at work, um, because their fathers are either dead in prison because of mandatory sentencing minimums, uh, a bunch of different horrible reasons how our criminal justice system victimizes blacks. And, and uh, the reason why I bring it up here is in our current context of this particular uh, the, the way that our country's going, it looks like a civil war. Um, people want to forget where this all comes from and why this anger and frustration is there. The drug war is is one of the most horrible atrocities in recent history. And so it should obviously be gotten rid of. That doesn't mean that if you get rid of the drug war, you now solve all these pro- you now solve all problems and then everybody who is choosing to do crack will now be an upstanding member of society. So that's Didn't one issue. That the, the other issue is, yes, the disparity does exist because I've been in rooms full of successful lawyers who are standing around talking about how much coke they did in the 80s. 
So if you're going to treat the same drug differently based on socioeconomic status and or race, then yes, that's going to create a disparity in outcomes at the same time. Like both both things are the problems. The government locking people in cages and enslaving them is obviously a problem. People choosing to do crack instead of anything else useful they could be doing is also a problem. Let me ask you this. Do you feel like we have a choice when it comes to the president? No. Do you think that they actually have a choice when it comes to what what am I going to do to feed my family? My daughter, my mother, who's who can't work anymore. She's too sick and old now. Well, now if I'm you can't feed your family, old. what are you doing with a daughter? I'm sick of COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> I, got the, I got the COVIDs at the pork fest. COVID's not bothering yeah. me any. It's all Christopher Sununu. <laughs> yeah. Well, the propaganda is incredible, and the sheeple have just sucked it up like it's chocolate syrup. There's so many doctors now coming out and presenting their personal experience with treating it, and there's no it's nowhere near the threat it was presented as. Um, it turns out that chloroquine with azithromycin and zinc seems to be key to keeping people healthy, and our death rate has dropped dramatically. I mean, they're they're pumping all these positive case numbers now because they can't pump the death rate anymore. The right. death rate is is actually down below pandemic levels. But give it two or, weeks, Gene. That's what I was told yeah, today. Give it, give it two, it weeks. two weeks. Well, you know what? When we first started this crap, they told us it was only for a th- couple of weeks. You know, they were going to just lock everything down for a couple of weeks to flatten the curve. And now it's like they're going to lock down until there are no more cases. And that's never going to happen. There's never going to be a time when there's zero cases. Well, and if, if you can get people to do what you want by yelling COVID into a microphone, they're not going to stop yelling COVID into a microphone. The state had every opportunity to do a real lockdown back in March when you know people's sentiment was much much more towards that. If they would really have done a lockdown instead of saying, "Oh yeah, well uh, you know just sort of a lockdown," um, then. I don't that that would not have flown. That would have flown in California and New York. That would not have flown here. I think that yeah. the it, cops were not about to do that. The cops were not about to go get shot over that BS. And, and uh, they could have legalized like murder offside off of your uh, your property and just said, "All right, some, it's the freaking purge." Like 40, yeah, something like forty percent of the deaths came from Kumo telling the hospitals to send COVID-19 patients back to the nursing home. So that's why we've got such a huge death rate in New York. It was, again, the Gunerman doing the wrong thing. They always do the wrong thing. Government kills people and then blames it on the the virus. So, you know, no surprise. I went in the Marine Corps in 1963. Okay. But 63, 64, after Kennedy assassination, when Lyndon Baines Johnson stepped into the presidency, uh-huh. if you think of time, you could look it up. They said that he was caught on tape, and it's it's, it's out there. They said, it, I'm not I'm born and raised here in Charleston, South Carolina. Not racist, prejudiced, or anything like that. But he said, if we take these Negroes is what he said, but he did it a different way. Gotcha. We Let's... can give them everything. Uh, they don't need 
uh, husbands in there, the bored babies they have and all that, I'm just paraphrasing, cutting to the chase. We'll own them for the next hundred years, and we'll keep getting elected. All right. Another thing I want to say, when uh, 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 the manual nine, I was down here then, Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, all of them come down here trying to blow this city up when the people down there got killed at that church. Yeah, that's been about five years ago. Yeah, and still here. We came together, the whites, the blacks, everything else. This city didn't blow up. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.